0: Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive.
1: Good morning and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. I'm Rachel Marshall, along with my co-host, Bruce Weiner. Good morning, Bruce.
0: Good morning, Rachel. This is a uh, turning point for our community today. When uh, we first started this podcast, we were trying to help business owners live the life they deserve to live right now. And having John and Missy on to actually bring that to fruition for people is just a monumental uh, moment in our money advantage community.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you could not have said that better. So today we're interviewing a dynamic power couple who've been really influential for me in formulating and helping me communicate my perspective on wealth, John and Missy Butcher of Lifebook. At the Money Advantage Community, we are a community of wealth creators who are entrepreneurially minded business owners and we're taking control of our lives and our financial destiny. We have this compass that always points back to the principles of wealth, not just to strategies or products. Now, you need the right principles of abundance, expansive thinking, creation, cash flow, and control in place first. In the cash flow system, you first increase cash flow by keeping more of the money you make. And then on top of that, you protect your money. And finally, you build the last building block of increasing and making more money. This conversation is about the mindset and philosophy and principles of wealth creation. And it fits right in the very first step of the first phase. Let me tell you a little bit more about who John and Missy Butcher are, because you are about to experience one of the most liberating conversations about wealth that you've ever imagined. Now, John and Missy Butcher are serial entrepreneurs whose life together revolves around their love for each other, their four children, and their work. Together, they have founded 19 companies organized around causes that matter. As creators of Lifebook, An extraordinary system that has helped thousands transform their lives from ordinary to a living masterpiece, John and Missy have discovered how to defy aging, experience long-lasting love, redefine education for their children, and build the ideal living environment in which to thrive. The other companies that John and Missy own or have co-founded include Purity Coffee, which has a value proposition of being the cleanest, healthiest coffee on earth. Another company is Artists for Addicts. Their mission is to change the global conversation surrounding addiction from one of judgment to one of compassion, and to provide addicts with recovery strategies that actually work. Another company is the Precious Moments family of companies. They're spreading the message of living, caring, and sharing throughout the world. They've also co-founded the Sanctuary Healing Gardens, a quiet place of beauty and inspiration where you can relax, recharge, and renew yourself. Now, John and Missy are passionate about world travel, fine wine, beautiful homes, contemporary art, and conscious capitalism. Their purpose on this planet is to create the highest possible quality of life for themselves and the people they love while helping others around them to do the same. Welcome to the show, John and Missy.
2: Hey, great to be here, Rachel and Bruce. Thanks for having us.
3: Wonderful.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into our conversation today. So if you guys would start us kind of from the beginning, tell us a little bit about your backstory and where you came from.
2: Where we come from, baby? Oh,
1: wow. Well, well,
3: I'm we're <laughs> from the Midwest. We're from the Midwest, USA. Nice. Um, I'm from Missouri. John was born in California, but raised in Michigan, and we met in Missouri. So yeah, we, we're Midwesterners. We met young, and yeah.
2: our entrepreneurial path has been, <clears throat> has been really interesting. I'm the oldest of seven kids of a starving artist. Mm. And uh, so I've been on both sides of the uh, financial equation. Um, we were really poor when I was growing up. But when I was in high school my my dad's a painter, like not a house painter he's a, he's an artist paints paintings and oh, nice. uh nice so it's really nice unless you want to be able to feed your kids and,
3: and <laughs> nice. it is a rough career
2: but, it's rough uh, and and it was a lot rougher back then than it is now there's a lot there's a lot you know of great ways that you can make money as an artist in today's world mm-hmm. that were not available back then. That's it true. was a hard road, mm-hmm. but he was one of those people who knew what he wanted to be from the time he was five years old. Art is all he was ever interested in. It's all he ever focused on or wanted to do. And so it was a hard road for, you know, until he was in his forties, until I was in high school. But then he started painting these adorable little children with teardropped eyes. And oh, wow. I mean, the Precious Moments collection. And- <gasps> wow. From the very beginning of of that, like just the first few pieces, everybody could tell that it was going to be something that was just going to capture mm-hmm. the hearts of an entire generation of American women, which is exactly what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. What a story. I didn't realize yeah, that was your dad. That's awesome. Yeah,
2: that's right. And so, so I, was, I was faced in a really good way with a lot of big mm-hmm. opportunity when I was in my early 20s. I never had any, you know, didn't go to college, don't have an MBA, mm-hmm. I learned everything I know by by actually doing. And coming from the background I came from, we, we were, you know, we were on welfare when I was a kid. We didn't, there were times, not many, but I remember some when we didn't have enough to eat. <clears throat> coming from that background and being faced with the opportunity that I was faced with in my 20s, there was no way that I was going to, pass up on it. I drove a truck through that door.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. And um, to make a long story short, my dad and I started company after company. Since art is really the only thing our family is really great at, um, all of the companies that we started were art-based. Nice. Uh, The big business ended up being an intellectual property licensing company. Basically what I did is I, I licensed the rights to my dad's artwork. To hundreds of corporations worldwide, and they were the best companies mm-hmm. in the world. Hallmark made our cards, Golden mm-hmm. Books made our kids' books, and so it was a it was an extreme wild ride up to what became mm-hmm. the number one art licensed property in the history of the world. We did over ten billion dollars in sales in in a few decades, and um, it, it, so we have a real rags to riches story. And mm-hmm. as a result, we understand wealth at, at a at an in an interesting way mm-hmm. at what I consider to be a little bit of a deeper level than most people because we've been on
3: mm-hmm. both
2: extremes, like mm. extremes of yeah. the situation.
3: Yeah, yeah. Wow. And John and I met um, in his early 20s, my basically my late teens. And so we went on this wild ride together. Um, but But yeah, I mean, just going from having nothing, I grew up on a farm in Missouri. Beautiful childhood, beautiful, amazing family. Young, youngest of five. John's the oldest of seven kids. So it's like we, we had, that? yeah, big families. Um, you know, just, but not a lot of monetary abundance. We had a lot of other kinds of abundance, but not monetary abundance. Mm. So
1: do not you? Pick well, up
2: that's it. Head that's head. that's yeah. kind of that, that's <laughs> right. kind of the uh, the top level that's view of our of our <laughs> wild ride together.
1: That's awesome. So when did you guys? Or was this something already a part of your conversation together? When you guys came together, that you wanted to create something awesome out of your life and and be wealthy, or how did that transformation come about for the two of you together?
2: <clears throat> well, when Miss and I first met, I was I was pretty much a starving artist living mm. on ramen, and she and, was a farm girl, and so yeah. no, no th- those conversations <laughs> okay. were not a part of our early life. <laughs>
3: we we grin to those, yeah. let's say. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that's so exactly. Tell us about that. Okay. Um, well, I'll just tell you about the beginning of our. We met very early. I was seventeen. John was twenty something, 22. Yeah. and we were friends for year for a few years, and then uh, we got together. And right out of the gate, we both decided that we were going to have uh, our relationship was going to be a sanctuary, um, and mm. so we started with our love and our and our relationship. That's how we started our journey wouldn't you say yeah Jen? we
2: made a conscious decision very early on in the first year as lovers we like yeah. missy said we we knew each other and we were close for 5 years we were in a band together when oh. we were young that's what we were in the- oh. Uh, That's awesome. And and then that evolved into into our love relationship. And from the very beginning, we made a commitment to ourselves and each other that we were going to create an extraordinary love affair that would last a lifetime. That was our our main focus. We went all in from the very beginning, which is significant. And the reason it's significant is because so many couples who aren't completely all in spend a tremendous amount of energy sparring and, and positioning, and you, you know how that goes. We never had mm-hmm. any of that energy drain. We were just like, okay, this is it. This is it for this lifetime. Let's and any roll others. our
3: sleeves and make this go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so
2: oh, we, that's awesome. we got that out of the way early. <clears throat> and, and, and then the question becomes, what kind of a life do we want to build together? Yeah. And, and so that, that was the beginning of not only an extraordinary love affair, but it was the road to the extraordinary life that we've created together.
0: So where did that, where did that commitment come from? Because, you know, most of the time when people make that kind of commitment, it's either because they're, mo- they have, they've had modeling from someplace or the exact opposite has happened in their lives. Oh, I don't want to be like that. So, I mean, it's really impressive that you guys have done that, but how, how do you, how do you put your finger on that you were able to, at a very young age, say, this is what we want to do with each other?
2: Well, there, uh, a great I, question. Uh, yeah, it is a great question. <clears throat> and, and I've got a very clear answer to that. Two things. First thing is we're artists, which means we look at the world a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. We looked around and mm-hmm. we didn't like what we saw in just about any category of life. Most people aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't living a life that that they're going to be able to look back on and say, "Man, I squeezed every drop of passion and fulfillment and and um, you know mm-hmm. excitement that I could out of my short time on this mm-hmm. planet." So mm-hmm. we just decided from the very beginning that we were going to live different. That that our, we have what we call a respectful disregard for the way anybody does just about anything. A respectful disregard. Nice. That means we respect the. We respect everybody's right to live the way they want to, however I love that we're, we're going to we're going to create our own path we, if, if, if the educational system that we see around us doesn't seem to be producing the results that we want in our lives we're going to make up our own thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if, if the way that people handle their careers in financial life or their love relationship or their health and fitness doesn't work for us we're not doing it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what society's rules are mm-hmm. we will not so, so that that's yeah. kind of the first thing.
3: In fact, looking around the society, we realized we didn't fit in and we didn't because we didn't like what we saw. So that also pushed us closer together and inside. Exactly. You know, so that was another big part. And then as far as modeling, we did have that. And we kind of had it on both sides. My parents were are completely devoted to each other. They're in their 80s. And oh, and it's unbelievable. Awesome. And you know, <laughs> I mean, Missy's parents
2: were the example of, of what we should tip toward, yes. and my parents were the example of what we should tip away from. Yes. So, <laughs> but I'll tell you what I really, both. What really yeah. happened that put us on this path is that about twenty-five years ago, um, I I was faced <clears throat> with a massive emotional issue. I had what basically could be mm-hmm. characterized as a nervous breakdown.
4: Mm-hmm. I
2: was in my early thirties. Um, this was about 10 years after the wild ride. Well, were on the yesterday. wild ride. I was on the oh, wild yeah. ride, really holding up so much. And, and mm-hmm. um, I had my first panic attack when I was like mm. 32 years old. And oh, for wow. those of you listening who have never had one of those, it's almost indescribable yeah. uh, how horrific it is. You just basically lose control of your physiology, of your mental mm-hmm. clarity. Of It's just like, you know, it's like you someone's- said-
3: you
2: said a train is going through. Your head <laughs> like tra- exactly. So, so that was a critical turning point in my life. Just to make a long story short, mm-hmm. I had a couple mm-hmm. panic attacks in in quick succession which ended up generalizing into an anxiety disorder, a debilitating anxiety disorder. So, I mm-hmm. that year I developed full-blown agoraphobia. I literally could not leave my house. It mm-hmm. was just horrific. It was, uh, I mean, you can't get any lower than wow. literally not being able to function.
4: Yeah.
2: And I called mm-hmm. my, my CEOs and my managers and my businesses. And I said, look, I am not, I'm incapacitated. I'm, I'm done right now. I'm looking over the edge of a very scary place right now. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure what I'm going to do with myself, but you're on your own for a while. There was, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no transition strategy. <laughs> there was no, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that that's what it was. And I'm like, okay, what the hell am I going to do now? I just went from basically Superman being able mm. to, you know, mm. you know, just being, you know, starting all these businesses and just surging my entire family and this empire forward to not being able to function in any way, shape, or form. What the hell am I going to do with myself? Oh, wow. So my dad was watching, was watching late night television one night and saw a couple infomercials. And he knew what, you know, he, he knew what I was going through. And he sent me, he called me up and he said, John, I found two things that I think will will help you. One was a personal development program, an audio program by a lady named Lucinda Bassett. And it was called Attacking Anxiety. It was a five-week mm-hmm. course to um, to deal with anxiety disorder. And then the awesome. second one was Tony Robbins' Personal Power too." Dad bought me both those audio programs and it was my first it was my first encounter mm-hmm. with personal development. That's what set me on this this path mm-hmm. that Missy and I are on.
1: Oh, that's just so awesome. I just get chills listening to that. I mean, it's not it's not just that you um have always had it good and you've, you know, just not really had to make any conscious choices. I mean, you definitely have gone through both extremes in in poverty and wealth and then also in just not doing well personally to rocking it out in every area of your life. And I think that's just fascinating for you to share that hope that's with somebody right. who wants that out of their life. Let and me maybe just throw this
2: happen. in. I mm. don't think that anyone who's mm. achieved a high level of success has had it because they've just always had it good. That's I know a myth. nobody in I
3: know. life that's a myth. who has uh-huh. that story. Right.
2: That is a common that's misperception myth. from people who, you know, who, who. Struggles
3: are what make you strong. Exactly. And teach you what you need to know
2: so oh, absolutely I on this path and and I um I got a I got a little bit of a foothold that year it took me 8 years to fully recover from from that um difficult emotional situation and I did yeah. it through through inventing lifebook i mean mm-hmm. lifebook is a tool that 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 miss and i mm-hmm. invented in our own lives to it started out to help me deal with this problem i was doing a lot of personal development work mm-hmm. yeah and I started my life book as basically a place to keep all of my breakthroughs, all of my insights, all of my goals, et cetera. And over time, it developed into this amazing tool where I I identified the most important areas of life that I had to focus on and master. And I started to uh, think about what things inside of these categories my health and fitness my financial life my love relationship parenting etc what are the critical issues that need to be mm-hmm. examined and mastered inside of each of these categories I identified four questions that needed to be asked and answered inside of each one of these areas of life and that ended up becoming my life book which ended up becoming my guidebook my manual my my tool to make sure that my life was consistently moving forward and on track to the extraordinary life that we defined that we wanted to live and we never showed that book to anyone for at least at least 12 years maybe 15 mm-hmm. and it this or, was it,
3: it, it organically grew yeah. and grew and grew it was, this
2: was our tool
3: was to our navigate discovery. toward
2: yeah. our
3: Situation. ideal
2: life yeah. and then at some point you know 10 12 years ago we realized that this could really help other people which is why we the, uh, then shared day. it with the world. Yeah. So there you go. That's the, That's the. Uh, I just want
3: to point out, we're that's on awesome. question number one.
1: We're <laughs> still- yes, <laughs> and that's totally fine. Um, let me let me ask you though. So at this point, you guys have defined this extraordinary life in so many different areas. It's not just making a lot of money or having a goal that's a financial target to reach, but really making sure that you're firing on all cylinders in every area. I mean, you've talked about an amazing relationship so far. You talked about amazing emotional health. So can you talk about what does it mean to really truly have wealth in many different areas of life?
2: So I think the term is abundance. And to me, what abundance means is abundance means a surplus. Mm
4: -hmm. Abundance
2: means having more than you need to survive. Abundance means having enough to share. And it doesn't just apply to your financial life. It applies to every area of your life. It applies to your health and fitness, abundant health and fitness versus compromised health and fitness. It applies to your love relationship. It applies to your emotional life, to your character. Abundance is what we're really after. So that that would be my answer. What about Mm -hmm. you, sweetie?
3: No, I I mean, I love that. I think that, you know, the financial aspect of life is one of many. It's not the only thing. And it's not mm-hmm. even one of three. It's one of 12. Yeah. And there's more.
2: In, there's, our, model, yeah. it's, in our model, it's there's one there's of even, 12.
3: And there's even more categories. You can have as many categories as you want. But the point is, the financial category, is what we call it, it's one aspect of who you are. And it's super important because it's like your livelihood. It's your, it's base it survival. Funds, it
2: funds a tremendous amount of yes, your quality of life. Yes, super
3: important. Oh, yes. Firestone, for sure. Um. But, but it ain't health- the whole story, that's for sure. <laughs> think about your health and fitness, you guys. If you don't have your health and fitness underneath you, what's on your mind every morning when you wake up? It's your it's your health and fitness. When, same thing mm-hmm. with your financial life. If you if you have pain there, that's the first thing you're gonna wake up and think about. Same thing with your love relationship or a child that you're having trouble with or whatever. It's it's you have to bring your consciousness to more areas, but. We're talking about finances today and I'm going to let my lovely <laughs> husband talk about it cuz he's better at this than Well, Missy, I,
0: I I I'm I'm glad you you uh, believe that because that's why you guys get along so well, but what <laughs> my, what I'm really trying to figure out is in your world of abundance does abundance uh come first to contentment or does contentment create abundance?
2: Um so <clears throat> Abundance is a mindset. Usually, um, here's what we know, and I'm sure you guys will back us up on this. I know many millionaires who do not have an abundant financial life. Yes, I know absolutely. Many, many millionaires who live in a state of financial
0: scarcity and lack. I see. It, I yes. see it every week.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. Their money gives them fear. They're they're afraid of losing it. They they're, they clutch onto it. I, I know so many people like that. Likewise, I know. Many people who are on a very modest salary and a modest budget who have everything they could ever want and need. Mm-hmm. And that's called financial abundance. Mm-hmm. So what we do know about abundance when it comes to the financial category is abundance has nothing to do with a dollar amount that you have in the bank. It's a mm-hmm. mindset. It is literally a mindset. Mm-hmm. Um so I you know th- that's an interesting th- that mm-hmm. is an interesting way to look at it because your job then is to be as grateful as you possibly can for everything you have while at the same time being committed to expanding and learning and growing from there it's a paradox mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like i have enough right here right now and i want more and i'm and i'm proud of that and i'm happy about that because the road to getting more is going to help me self actualize and
1: become better it's
2: going to help me absolutely
1: Yeah. And you know, also, I'm not sure if you've read, you probably have, because it sounds like you're um, preaching right out of this book, the science of getting rich by Wallace Waddles. Have you heard of that book? No, never heard Uh, of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I just finished it. And it's this, I mean, it's the same thing you're talking about. It's having this complete gratitude for everything that you have already created. And at the same time, that gratitude is then what allows you to expand towards creating a huge future with this definite purpose. Anyway, so um, yes, I love, I love how you're sharing that.
3: I would say, spiritually speaking, that abundance is created by gratitude. By giving thanks and being grateful for what you have, you're saying, I love this. I'm open to more. I mean, that's...
2: Gratitude yeah. is the other side of the abundance coin. Yeah. Uh, gratitude is what, what, like Missy said, yeah. gra- gratitude is what opens the channel mm-hmm. and, and puts the universe on notice that you're thankful for what you have, and you're ready to receive more yes. of it. Gratitude is something that we study pretty deeply in the emotional category of life book. And I will mm-hmm. tell you guys that that particular emotion behaves differently than any other emotion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's magic. It's
3: a secret weapon. It's
2: a secret weapon. <laughs> Gratitude is a secret weapon. We should all be waking yeah. up every day and first thing in the morning.
1: It solves all problems.
2: <laughs> it Really, it is a magic, magic yeah. thing.
1: Oh, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So let's go ahead and dive kind of into your um, the question we were talking about a little bit before the show today. And as we're talking about these 12 different categories of your life and really what wealth is and what true abundance is, let's go into the question about money. What really is money? I mean, this is something that you guys address very deeply with Lifebook. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, I think that... Um- Money is surrounded by so much confusion and so much noise and so much angst and just so much emotional baggage. And one yeah. of the reasons that that is the case is because almost nobody understands what money actually is. And that's where we start at Lifebook. What is money anyway? Why do we need it? And it turns out there's an objective answer. Money is an invention, it's an invention that was invented between four and six thousand years ago, historians differ on that. Um Lydia in Mesopotamia is uh usually most historians think that Lydia was the first uh civilization that actually figured out metal coinage. Hmm. Money is an invention that makes our lives easier by standardizing value and by giving us the ability to store value. What money is is it's a tool of trade, nothing more, nothing less. And without the invention of money, civilization would not have been possible. Money allowed people to standardize value for the first time in history. Which means, instead, of, if I'm a if I'm a, a farmer, I'm a wheat farmer, and I want beef. Back in the day, I would have to trade my wheat for beef. But if I, you know, if the cow guy doesn't want wheat, if the cow guy wants chickens instead, now I got to find some chickens. And if the mm-hmm. chicken guy wants pots, now, now th- th- this is like how people used to have to trade their stuff. <laughs> right. They used to have yeah. to barter. They used to trade their goods and services for the goods and services of other people. It was incredibly slow, incredibly clunky. and um, And that's what it was all through human history until money was invented. Money allowed us to standardize value, which means my wheat Is worth X amount of these silver coins. And the beef is worth X amount of these silver coins, and so is the chicken, and so are the pots. I can now convert my wheat to silver coins and trade them for whatever I want in one move. That is literally the basis of human civilization. Mm -hmm. Not only can I trade my coins for what I want, but this is a game changer. I can trade my coins when I want. Mm. Money allowed people to store value. And so, because because as a wheat farmer, my my harvest happens all at once. If I want a horse that year and there's no horse available at the time I got my wheat, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still going to have to trade for something or my wheat's going to rot and I'm going to lose all my value. Money changed all that. Money allowed me to turn my wheat into silver coins. I can not only trade them for what I want, I can trade them when I want. I can wait a year. I can wait five years. I can even pass that money down. To my kid,
4: mm-hmm.
2: never before in human civilization was that possible. When you understand <laughs> that money is an invention, it's a tool of trade that allows us to standardize and store value, it allows you to stop focusing on chasing dollars and chasing chasing coins mm-hmm. and instead focus on what creates that value in the first place, mm-hmm. which is the goods and services that we create for each other, the value that we have to. To, to give to each other. That's why uh, we're trading Perfect. Yes. in our time for mm-hmm. those coins. That's why people say mon- money represents energy because your energy goes into those coins which you can then trade for anything you want. Once you understand the fundamentals of what money is, you can start building a, an appropriate philosophy on top of it and that, that, that can eventually lead you to creating the most wealth that you're capable of creating.
1: Well, because I think there's a lot of, you talked about that angst around money. There's this frustration because of the lack of money that people might have in their current life or they want more. And they're thinking of all the things that they could do if they just had more money. But you talk about this idea that what if at a young age, instead of having that fear or worry or the greed or the um, even guilt ideas surrounding money and wanting more, What if instead we were taught that it's the fundamental value creation and this thing that made the most good in the world? Can you talk about that dichotomy of having money be this this frustration point versus being the good that's created?
2: Here's what I say in the Lightbook program. What if we were taught at a very young age that money is a symbol of human productivity and achievement, which is exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. I just described how Mm -hmm. that process works. What if we were taught that it represents all the good things that people create for each other and that it's absolutely worthy of our respect and admiration and even love? But instead, we're taught that the love of money is the root of all evil. But what if Mm -hmm. instead of that, we were taught that the love of money is actually the love of the human mind, of production, of progress, ultimately of freedom and the love of humanity? Mm. Because that's what our civilization is built on. And there is a massive difference between the way we live now in every part of the globe and the way we used to live. People don't understand that because they don't understand history. Mm. Life used to be so friggin' hard. Mm. So hard. Mm. Disease nonstop. I mean, friggin' in, in, in the stop? 1340s, two thirds of Europe was wiped out mm. by the Black Death. we Mm -hmm. can't even wrap our heads around that. Mm -hmm. Non-stop war, non-stop famine. What pulled us out of it? Human productivity and achievement.
4: Mm -hmm. What if
2: we'd been taught from a very early age that wealth, progress, and prosperity are what eliminate poverty and human suffering, and that making money Equals not some sort of spiritual defect, which is kind of what we're, we're, we're taught, mm-hmm. but but the highest form of contribution. And if we'd been encouraged by everyone around us at a young age to develop and apply our unique talents to the pursuit and the creation of wealth, how might this world be different now?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What if our kids grew up believing this? How would their lives turn out different? That's what we talk about at LifeBook.
1: A whole different program. Oh, wow, that was I like would
3: see right there. <laughs>
4: Whew. Thanks, witty. That was, I
1: was like, that's gonna, you were preaching and that's gonna be uh, in strict quotes on the blog because that's, uh, that's amazing and powerful. And I think, I mean, what you're talking about then is this idea of true abundance because then you're focused on the value that you're creating, you're expanding and maximizing and, and uh, there's a word I'm looking for, you're optimizing, you're fulfilling your true potential. And if each person did that, there would be more than enough wealth to go around for absolutely everybody.
4: No question you know, about that,
0: John. It's it's even happening. It's still even happening today. Even as we get more efficient uh, in our society, it, people attacking the internet are smart or smartphones. You know, I, I have people all the time to say, "Oh, I'm not on the internet because that's just making my mind mu- mushy." Or, or people are uh, connected to those smartphones and they're not um, connecting to people and. You know, I tell people all the time. I love my smartphone because it makes me be able to to serve my clients more efficiently whenever possible. And yeah, there there's probably there's always a little kernel of truth to everything that people say, but they 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 don't look at it in the big picture of life.
2: Well, let let me tell you, I this great quote, and and she said it about money, but it applies to technology too. She said. Money will take you where you want to go, but it will not replace you as the mm-hmm. driver. So what does oh, that I mean? Like that. that means that each of us has to take responsibility for understanding how to use these tools right. that we have, whether it's money or whether it's technology. Mm-hmm. Technology allows us to have basically all human knowledge in our pockets at the speed of light. I mean, what the heck? This is, yeah. this has been, <laughs> this is 10 years old, you guys. Yeah. All human knowledge in our pockets at mm-hmm. the speed of light. You use it right; it's the most amazing tool in the world. Yeah. You use it wrong, it will ruin your mm-hmm. life. It'll take you where you want to go, mm-hmm. but it's not going to replace you as the driver.
1: That's right. That's what uh, That's powerful. Yeah. Go ahead,
3: Missy. What was that? I was just going to say that's that's what we help people understand at Lifebook. That's that's like our soul, you know, core belief. Living that,
2: consciously and yeah. taking responsibility for yourself, for yourself are the two yeah. basic, foundational philosophical principles. Yeah of the program.
3: And it's needed now more than ever just because of what John just exactly. said. Exactly. What we're talking about here. There's so much out there. And if we don't have our inner guide, our driver, knowing where to go and what to do with a life vision, then we're we'll faced be, with we'll infinite
2: Yeah, that's right. We're <laughs> faced with infinite choices right now and we've mm-hmm. never had that before in the history of our species. Mm-hmm. Not even close. I mean if we if we were born three hundred years ago we'd we'd be working from dawn to dusk to put food on the table there's no time to think about choices there's no options we're now faced mm-hmm. with infinite choices mm-hmm. and what we choose is going to make all the difference so our ability to discern to take responsibility for ourselves and figure out how to use these tools to enhance and further our life and our species as opposed to destroying it becomes of primary importance mm-hmm. and what we've discovered you guys Is that if you don't take responsibility to develop a clear vision for the person you want to become and the life that you want to live, there are going to be thousands, maybe millions of people and gurus and corporations out there that are super happy to step in and fill your vision gap and 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 sell sell you their (laughs) idea of where they want to take your life. and, And trust me, they don't have your best interest at heart. I mean, just as an example fast food spends billions uh-huh. and billions of dollars a year every year trying to get you to do what they want to do, what they want you to do, mm-hmm. and, you know, you go down that road, your failure is their success, basically. So that's why it's so incredibly important to know where you want to take your life and where you want to take your character. Yeah, and,
0: and uh, sometimes to... people go ahead, Bruce. think, well, they can't overcome what the corporations want. But even your example of fast food's, we are starting to see a movement to where they're where they're actually offering healthier choices. So even people that are lazy, they don't have an abundance mindset. They say, "Well, you know, corporations are taking over the world. What can I do about it?" Uh, we can have an impact on that. And John, so you, I think it's awesome how you de- you describe it's the importance of money, understanding what money is. I try to do this all the time. Matter of fact, I had a discussion with a successful millionaire 87 year old uh, man the other day about bitcoin and he was he was talking about well this is just ridiculous that's that's like imaginary money and i said well take that dollar bill out of your pocket that's imaginary money the only reason it's worth anything is we agree it's worth anything and it 100: Yeah, words. and so it really shows you even a successful person who's worth millions of dollars has no idea what money is. And so if somebody that's you know, very, very few people Yeah, so even people that have money don't understand what money is. But the, but the, the, the other thing I wanted to and see, get your take on is people don't understand how commerce works either. The exchange of of goods and services, and and we are we are on a, this uh, corporation bashing movement. Um, Jeff Bezos has been in the news, you know, uh, lately because he's become the richest person in the world, so on and so forth. And he's actually trying to counteract that and say, "Hey, all I've done is made commerce more efficient, and it's actually people think it's hurting small businesses." But in fact, over 50% of the goods and services on Amazon are actually coming from small businesses who couldn't get their goods and services out without this efficient way of doing things. So can you comment on people's understanding on, on commerce and, and trade?
2: Yeah, I I think that um, there was a time in human history where where none of this was possible before capitalism was invented, before the Industrial Revolution where the only way you could get rich was through conquest, mm-hmm. was through doing things that were bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, the Vikings coming out of Scandinavia and and conquering the coast of France and, and conquering England, the whole deal was, was, like every, was every spring mm-hmm. we're going to get in our boats and we're going to go knock someone on the mm-hmm. head with a stick and take their shit. Mm-hmm. That was like the way to get rich. Yeah. It was about conquest. Yeah. And so we have this historical relationship with money that's a certain Mm, thing but the industrial revolution changed all of that the rise of capitalism changed all of that and it still had its shadow side there was slavery Mm -hmm. there was child labor there was all this 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 crazy stuff so we're pulling all that emotional baggage as a as a as a species forward but now we're in a different time and place now we're in the most abundant time and place Mm -hmm. listen to this statistic in 1900, 94% of the world lived in what is characterized today as extreme poverty. 94%. Today it's 10%. Talk about a friggin' surge forward in just under, uh, just over a hundred years, and it's like that in in every aspect of human endeavor. So our lives <clears throat> depend on the products and services that corporations create. Period. One hundred percent period. That's why we have the quality of life that we have. Is because of the goods and services that we create for each other. But we're still demonizing people with money. And this is the strangest thing, you guys.
0: We
1: sorry. Where was I? We're, I was we're in, still uh,
0: demonizing people with money. Corporations. But and yet and that the we're corporations are yeah, so, so, actually sorry. allowing us to have yeah, so this quality here. of life.
2: That's exactly right. So one of the things we, we talk about in the Financial Category of Life book is, isn't it odd that so many of us who have been taught that the love of money is the root of all evil um, and who view rich people with suspicion, not only because of what they have, but because of what they must have done on their way up to getting all that wealth?
3: Conquest. Right.
2: And so mm-hmm. so many people out there view rich people and corporations negatively and with, with suspicion and yet every single one of us wants more money than we have mm-hmm. every one of us wants right. to join that club mm-hmm. yet we demonize the members of that club it like, makes no that? sense whatever and and that is one of the one of the things that creates so much emotional violence in totally. this in this category so one of the things Mitch and I are really trying to do is heal the relationship mm. between, you know, mm-hmm. between where we are right now and how we how mm-hmm. we view money and, you know, the the darkness and the challenges of the past. We mm-hmm. live in a different time and place you guys, right. and we've got a mm-hmm. small window of opportunity as a species. Yeah. And we need to step through this door and get our shit together before it's too late because mm-hmm. I don't think that this window is going to be open for long. Mm-mm.
1: Oh, I agree. It's just really interesting how you're talking about this movement from the conquest area, which is competition and striving and me versus you as opposed to this collaborative or creative plane. And it was interesting because that was something that was really highlighted in that book that I mentioned as well, The Science of Getting Rich. But as I heard you talking about what you personally wrote down in your life book before this ever went um, to the masses and you were helping other people create their ideal life. I was just hearing this word over and over. And I don't even know if you actually said it, but I was just hearing creators. I mean, you guys created your life. You didn't just say, well, whatever will be, will be, and we'll just, you know, get what we get and don't throw a fit. I've heard that recently that, that we, you don't want to be in that position. If you're really creating your true version of your best, extraordinary life. And so For somebody, I want to pivot a little bit in the conversation, but for somebody who's looking at they want more out of life and they know more is possible and maybe money is a part of that and they want to be wealthier than they are today, but maybe they just want a better quality of life and better relationships and they just want to wake up with energy and vitality in the morning because they're energized by their life instead of depressed and struggling and feeling like it's pulling them down, where would you say they start
2: Rachel, I'm just going to come straight out and say something that's going to sound self-serving, but, 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 it's, but it's the truth. Where I would start is by taking a look at the Lifebook program. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, it, it, it took us 20 years to figure this out. Life mm-hmm. is complicated. There are so many moving parts and they're all interdependent. Um, everything's, everything's tied together, which is good news from the standpoint that a win anywhere is a win everywhere if you mm-hmm. have compromised health and fitness if you're 100 pounds overweight and and you smoke and you always feel like crap every day you're going to have a compromised career you're going to have a compromised love relationship you're setting a crappy job uh, setting a crappy example as a parent it's going to have a, a negative effect on every area of your life if you decide to get it together and get your health and fitness underneath you and and you do that that win in that one category is going to have not just a ripple effect, but a tsunami across mm-hmm. all the other eleven categories of your life. Absolutely. Right? So the Lifebook program is a way for you to wrap your mind around this complicated thing called life and start directing it yourself consciously. That's what we do.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: If if somebody wasn't going to wasn't interested in doing the Lifebook program and wanted to wanted to get a real grip on, on their life. I guess that the advice that... that- well,
3: the, the, what you need to do is become conscious of your problems. Like if you have a lot of fear or if you have a lot of issues in your life, you just start by looking there. You have to go where the pain is. The only way you can get out is to face your fears, face your pain, because almost always right behind the little shadowy veil of, of fear is, I'm talking about emotional here, pain and fear, is mm-hmm, answer. The answer it's the pot of gold it's like literally it's like that's where you have to go to ascend to the make-
2: obstacle is the way yes so the the <laughs> advice that i would give somebody that wasn't interested in in going through a program that helped them figure this out yeah in a systematic way is choose one area of your life
4: mm-hmm.
2: that that you that you are going to be able to commit to improving one area where where and it doesn't necessarily have to be your area of pain but it but a lot of so times that is
4: that Sorry, is the, the, it the is. best place. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it your love relationship that needs the most help, help? Is it your health and fitness? Is it your financial life, your mm-hmm. career? Is it your character that you've really got to take a look at? Choose one area of your life and commit to improving it. Mm-hmm. The information you need is out there. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is type it into Google. We live in an amazing day and, and a time mm-hmm. and place.
1: Where, oh, we do.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. So... That's what I would do. Get a foothold. Start the, start the process of positive momentum in your life. What were you going to say, sweetie?
3: I would say, and this is, this is like much easier said than done, especially if you're not used to doing it, but this could be one thing that you could do if you're really struggling and if you have pain, if you just really want to make change in your life, just start with gratitude. Start with listing all the things that you are so grateful for, all of the things you love. Start there. Get in an abundant mindset. Again, we're going to go back to this abundant mindset. So much of where our pain and suffering comes from is the way that we are looking at it. John has this awesome, one of his favorite quotes. when you share it? Marcus Aurelius.
2: Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. So, oh, this is good. Good idea, babe. This <laughs> is the smartest thing I've ever heard anyone say in my entire life. Yeah. So here we go. This, <laughs> this is like the, the power quote. When you really get this, it's... Just transformational. Marcus Aurelius said, he was, the, mm-hmm. he was the emperor of Rome in the second century AD, one of the Stoics. He said, if you are vexed by a thing or disturbed by a thing or being caused pain by a thing, if you are vexed by a thing, know that it is not the thing itself that is giving you pain, but your assessment of the thing. And this, you have the power to revoke at any moment.
4: Mm.
2: If, you are being, if you are going through any kind of problem or pain in your life, it's not the thing that's causing you pain. It's how you're processing it. And you are in complete control of that. Mm. It's hard to well, do, but it is within you to take mm-hmm. full control of your life by taking control of your attitude. If you wanna read the book that, that lays that out, in a way that is is the most profound way ever. It's Victor Frankel's mm-hmm. "Man's Search for Meaning." Yeah, I'm sure you got Yes, it.
1: I have read that yeah. fabulous book. It's, yeah,
2: it's about a guy That's who it. spent three years in a Nazi concentration camp while everyone was dying around him, and he realized mm-hmm. that everything could be taken from a man mm-hmm. or a woman except for one thing: their power to choose their attitude, to choose the way they're going to process. Mm-hmm in any given situation. That is the most intensely profound concept that you could ever understand.
3: It is the key to self-responsibility. It puts you
2: completely in control of your life. That's
3: right. It is the key to life. And
2: that's what we teach at Lifebook. We literally take you through a process that applies that thinking to every important area of your life. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Hey, I want to ask you guys to brag for just a moment. I'm going to give you complete permission to, to do that. But I've heard you guys talking on several occasions, one about um, health and fitness and just some of the I know, uh, Missy, you had a green smoothie recipe you were using for a while. And john, you are um, looking amazing, even more than you were, I think it was like 30 years ago, you have one blog with pictures of how you looked back then and now and how you're even more fit now. Um, and you guys have talked about your education with your kids and just really how even unschooling has been a big part of that for you. I would love for you guys to just to share some of the wins and the awesomeness that's happening in your life right now, because I want to just open the the minds of everyone just to see what is possible when you really get in that driver's seat of your life, Mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind sharing. Mm -hmm. That's a good question.
2: Okay, sure. Well, you know, our goal has been an extraordinary life that works at a high level in every important area. That's the mantra. An extraordinary life that works at a high level in every important area. And we've defined what those areas are. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to go through the list real quick. Your health and fitness, your intellectual life, your emotional life, your character, who you are deep down, your spiritual life. Those are the five personal life categories that we focus on. Then we've got three relationship categories, your love relationship, parenting, and your social life. Then we go into our business life, which is financial and career. Those two categories are uh, approached separately as they need to be. They're very, very closely related, obviously, but they've got to be thought about separately. And a strategy has to be created separately for each of them. All that adds up to a category called your quality of life, which is basically the things that you want in your life, the experiences that you want to have, the home, your your environments that you're surrounded by on a continuous basis. And then the 12th category of life book is called your life vision, which is a crystal clear, compelling synopsis of the ideal life that you want to be living. So those are the 12 categories that we've focused on. And in each of those categories, we've asked and answered four questions. And the the result of Of doing this, answering these four questions, is what creates your life book, which is in essence a hundred and twenty-page book that vividly describes the person that you intend to become and the life that you intend to live, beautifully illustrated. And this becomes your guidebook that you
3: wrote yourself. Yeah, that you wrote yourself. Us pulling it out of you because all the all the answers are within you. We just help you find them.
2: So the four questions that you ask in each category are as follows: What? are my beliefs in this category that control my behavior? That's called your premise. What is my premise? What what are the foundational beliefs that I have about this category? Now this, you guys, is where Mm. we find all the hosed up beliefs about money. Like, oh my God. One of the beliefs that I've been operating under is that rich people are bad, that love of money is the root. And people are just like, holy shit, this (laughs) is what I've been believing all my life. No wonder I haven't been able to get anywhere in So we take, a, we take a lot of time to really, really explore and identify your beliefs. And then if you find disempowering beliefs that were put in your head by your parents, your teachers, your preachers, you know, at a young age, whatever, we help you eliminate those and replace them with more powering beliefs. And that's a game changer. So question number one is, what do I believe? Question number two is, what precisely with clarity do I want in this area of my life? That's called your vision we help you get crystal clear on what the best you would look like in every important area of your life and that's important mm-hmm. to to understand what the ideal you could look like
4: mm-hmm.
2: next is why do i want that what's the purpose behind that vision what am i going to gain if i achieve that and what am i going to lose if i don't your purpose is important because it's what gives you the fuel to get up in the morning and do the work that's required to make these changes and to achieve this level mm-hmm. of
3: It's your drive.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it moves you. And then finally, you know, what do I believe? What do I want? Why do I want it? The last question is, what do I need to do to get it? What's my strategy? Mm -hmm. How do I move toward this every day? Answering those four questions across the 12 categories of your life will give you the consciousness that you need to roll up your sleeves, take responsibility for yourself. It puts you in the driver's seat. It, it puts you at the center, as the decision maker, at the center of your own experience. So that's basically our process. Mm-hmm. And what that's allowed us to do is just achieve excellence in every area of life. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our membership program is a 12-month, t- 12 12-category 12 membership where we do a deep dive into one category a month. Miss and I are on our eighth cycle of that our eighth cycle oh, nice. of deeply examining our health and fitness in January, mm-hmm. our intellectual life in, in February, et cetera. Well, mm-hmm. this is how you master these mm-hmm. categories and master living life as a human yeah. on the planet That's Earth.
3: It. And I'll, I'll just share one thing that I love. It's it's a, I don't know if it's a quote or if I just read it in a book, but it's basically your, your action will follow your consciousness. So energy follows mm-hmm. consciousness. So we're literally, wherever you... Put your attention. That's where your mind goes to work to make your life better, to work it out, to figure out what you want to do. So, Lifebook is literally a tool to teach people to become more aware in the areas that they are not aware in. And when you just become aware in those areas and more conscious of them, what happens is your subconscious mind starts working on its own, and you you start seeing progress before you actually even take action sometimes, most times
2: actually. And and like we said a, <laughs> a little bit earlier, a win anywhere is a win everywhere. Yeah. You start to gain this momentum mm-hmm. that th- your whole life starts flowing in the right direction. Yeah. And so we didn't necessarily go into little little specifics of wins, but the bottom line yeah. is Missy and I have created an extraordinary life that works at a high mm-hmm. level in every important area. Yeah. We're very, very grateful. And at the same time, we earned this life mm-hmm. by, by doing what was required to make it happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I know you guys have been doing this together, which is just completely inspiring. You're in business together. Um, uh, before we kind of wrap to a close, I want to ask you one last question. And in terms of just couple relationships, have you what what would you say to somebody if they were in a position where maybe they are moving forward and having this clear vision for their life and taking steps to move forward, but maybe their their spouse or their partner is not necessarily in that same place. Do you have any advice that you would give to a couple that maybe is struggling a little bit in that area?
2: That's a tough one, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And we've encountered it so many yeah. times, as you might imagine.
1: I can imagine, yeah. <laughs>
2: the danger there is that is that one person will outgrow the other person. And we've seen mm-hmm. this happen many, many times. Mm-hmm. Lifebook is an amazing inoculation to that. Lifebook is the best tool that a couple could possibly have to basically create a shared vision in their life, what, what Lifebook does is it opens the conversations in these, in these 12 categories because 90% of the problems that a couple will have in their relationship will be a result of disagreement on how to handle one or more of these areas. It's as simple as that. One of them's a saver, yeah. the other's a spender. One of them's a disciplinarian with the kids, the other's too lenient. They've got different visions for, their, for what, a, what a beautiful love relationship is all about. Lifebook gives you a platform to get it together and get on the same page in every area of life. So, you know, again, I that that may sound self-serving, but we've ta- we've spent twenty plus years figuring this system out. Um, Miss, what would what advice would you have for for a couple that <laughs> didn't want to go through the program but mm-hmm. but um
3: Yeah, I would say one, I, one, go, ahead, go ahead. I would say that just in general, basic sort of ballpark talk here. If you are not in a relationship where you're absolutely devoted to the other person or in the relationship, like you're all in. If you're not all in, I mean, that's the first step. You got to ask yourself, am I all in? Am I like going to do whatever it takes? Am I really devoted to this person and this relationship? If the answer is yes, wonderful. The next thing, the next step is to communicate compassionately. Communicate compassionately and never stop communicating compassionately to one another until you get to where you want to be. That literally is the tool that John and I used in the beginning to get to know each other, to understand how we wanted to live. It's super simple, not easily done just because we let life take over. It's compassionate communication.
2: And we just want to add one more thing to that, you guys, and what that led to. Is it led to Missy and I Developing a strategy where we don't believe in compromise in our relationship, we don't believe that
1: well that's that's juicy and powerful right there <laughs> if,
2: if she's seeing something different than I'm seeing it, I get really curious about her point of view missy has has better tools than I have in a lot of areas of life and
3: vice versa and
2: vice versa mm-hmm. and so and she's super smart and she's super intuitive and and if she's seeing something different than I am we look at that as an opportunity to create a solution that's better than either one of us had separately. We don't believe in compromise. We believe in communicating until we, we, we come up with an idea that's usually, it's usually a combination of, of, of our thinking. Sometimes it's just a completely different breakthrough concept. But um, that's what that compassionate communication has led us to, the realization that there's almost always something better than either one of us thought individually. If we have some sort of a disagreement, we've really figured out how to use the masculine-feminine dynamic to, in to as a strategy mm-hmm. for achieving a super high level of performance in every important mm-hmm. area of life.
3: Yeah. So, I would say number one, you got to make sure if you're all in, great, work on it. If you're not all in, then you need to decide whether you're all in or not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I was wondering if you were going there as well, but I guess what I'm hearing just behind all of that, again, is that creation word. I mean, you're creating together this shared vision yeah. and you're, that's just powerful. I mean, that is completely amazing. There's a quote um, be, that do that. Is on
2: the front page of our website, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. And that's what we do at Lifebook.
1: Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's perfect. So go ahead and lead us through. I know you've mentioned a couple times that it might be self serving, but I want to be able to share your opportunity with our audience and our tribe and our community. Because what you have at Lifebook is just so powerful in helping people to really uncover and unlock their true potential. And I would love john and Missy for you guys to share the opportunity that you have. With our audience
2: yeah well I'll just I'll tell you what if you're interested in learning more about lifebook we've got a we've got a luxury four day immersion experience That's one of the one of the great personal development experiences on the planet it happens in in uh, Chicago and we're gonna hook your tribe up you guys so if if you want to learn more about that experience that four day immersion seminar uh, email Sandra at mylifebook dot com and we're gonna hook you up um so, And also, I think that you'll be able to put some information around this, this, uh, this podcast that will help direct people. to
1: Yes, uh-huh. yes. So we'll have some links as well to be able to register for that and get more information as well in the show notes. Let me, let me just say
2: out. this. You can visit mylifebook.com to learn about the program, mm-hmm. but to, to get the special offer that we're going to give your tribe, email our president personally, and we're going to hook you up, sandra at mylifebook.com.
1: Excellent. And we'll make sure that that's in the show notes as well. So in case you didn't have a chance to write that down, we'll make sure that we have that email address there. So John and Missy, I just want to thank you guys so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and your, your life experience and transformation and just being so real and genuine and being an example of truly what's possible when you take hold of, of your life and begin to consciously direct it. And yeah. Commute. yeah.
0: Ra- Rachel, their wisdom is one thing, but they uh, their positive energy and John, as we close up here, what was that description? You said you are, respectively. <laughs> I said we, 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 Missy
2: and I have a have a respectful disregard for the way anyone else just yes. live their
0: life in any area. Respectful disregard
3: mm-hmm, for sure. It has to work for mm-hmm. us,
0: <laughs> right? but that, but without judgment of other people that's what I that's 100%. what I got out of it no look, look
2: we all have our own path yeah. we're we're down with you know anybody so <laughs> doing whatever it takes to find the way yeah. that you need to go through life in order to have the most fulfilling life possible right. we absolutely retain our ability to to make our own decisions in every area of life mm-hmm. as far as what works for us so we we take a look at everything around that. us and we, we ask ourselves, does that make sense to us? Does that work for us? We take the very, very best we can find. And if there is nothing there that's an example, we make up our own way. Mm-hmm. And that served we, us well. We read
3: a quote, I think it was, it was Steve Jobs a long time ago, um, or someone said to us a long, long ago, we were like in our 20s, that everyone, everything that we
1: have on this earth was made up or th- At this point in the conversation, we unfortunately lost the audio from John and Missy in the last couple seconds as we were wrapping up the conversation, so I want to share the quote that she had mentioned by Steve Jobs. He said, everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you, and you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. And John and Missy Butcher are doing an amazing job of modeling that and creating their own life. And you can do that too. You can make up something. If, if what's not, if what you see around you in life is not working for you, it's not helping you create that life and business you love. You can recreate it and you can create your own life. So thank you so much, John and Missy, for being on the show. Thank you for just sharing your wealth of knowledge and wisdom and your life experiences and inspiring us to be able to be better versions of ourselves and to be truly transformed to create our ideal life. Special thanks to John and Missy Butcher for a fabulous, outstanding conversation today. And thank you to our listeners for being with us on this journey to really get the most out of your life and make the greatest difference and fulfill your potential living a great life today and in the future. You can email us with any comments or questions at hello at themoneyadvantage.com. And in closing, remember success leaves clues. So follow the successful few, not the crowd and build a life and business you love. To learn how high-performing entrepreneurs 10x or more returns on liquid capital without giving up quick access to cash, go to themoneyadvantage.com forward slash liquid capital to get The Unfair Advantage, your 20-minute easy-to-read guide on maximizing your savings.